Hi and welcome to podcast 11 of This Dental Life. In this uh, second podcast from the RACDS presentation on June 13, 2008, some small excerpts in relation to the questions of time, money and emotion, and also some basic financial accounting principles. Um, this introduction is very long, isn't it? Um, these are all going to be dealt with later. Time, money and emotion, maybe if I can finish on that before we get on to budgeting and I'll whip through the next section. We pay for things with these three methods. I don't know if any of you are familiar with this concept, but you've only got these three resources to trade in a given day. Um, the example I sometimes use is that you're praying your car and you're not insured, so you can go to a panel beater and get it fixed and just say that it's going to cost you um, $10,000 to get it. It's pretty bad praying. Okay, so it's $10,000 to get it fixed. So you go to the panel beater. He says, I'll do it for five. And he said, look, I really want it back tomorrow. He says, okay, I'll do it for you tomorrow. It'll be finished at the door, perfectly done for $10,000. Okay, so we're maximising our payment with money to buy time and no emotion because we're not having to deal with the guy. We're just going in and getting it. So can you see that extreme? If you need the car, someone will do it for the money. The other way that you can do it is you can take it to another panel beater who says, I'll do it for $3,000, but it's going to take me five weeks. So you're without the car, so you will we'll ignore the emotion for that one, but you've paid with a lot of time, but less money. You're getting what I'm talking about here? So the car is still being fixed. And then finally, you've got a brother-in-law who's a panel beater. And he says, I'll do it for you for nothing. So there's no money exchanging hands, but there's a hell of a lot of emotion going into it because it's your brother-in-law. So you're going to be paying that debt back in some way later on and also you've got all the stress of dealing with your wife or husband or and their relationship to this panel beater so anything you do through the day it doesn't hurt to consider how much you're paying with each of these three things and you can up the amount that you pay of each and if you've got enough money just pay with it with money but if you've got plenty of time then pay with it with time um, i believe dental practice exists for three reasons only to make a profit for the proprietor service for the patient and employment for the staff or team now i can't think of another one um, I don't know, because you get to call yourself doctor, I can't really see that that's one. But there might be other reasons, but you really have to focus on that. And, and certainly providing employment for staff in the community is very important. Providing a service of high quality in whatever definition you need is very important. But also, you've got to make a profit, and there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone else does. Uh, this is very basic stuff. Um, please don't be... Um, offended by my going through this at the most basic level, but I'm just thinking what I didn't know. Expenses are a cost of doing business. Income is the amount that you're paid by your patients, in broad terms. Profit is the amount that income exceeds expenses. Uh, that much is obvious, but what is not always obvious to people, and um, I'm sometimes surprised that people don't know this, is profit is not cash. Cash is the amount that you have left after some of your profit is used up in capital expenses. So, for example, for loan redemption, um, tax is levied against the profit, not the cash amount. Um, we might use an example of this later on, but you can't expect to live on profit alone. You can't even expect to live on cash because you've got to have tax taken out of it. And I'll give an example of this um, for a standard appointment. So, this is how to make you feel better about putting your fees up, okay? If you charge $400 for an hour's work, and I was listening to a some continuing education material the other night from the United States, and that's what um, uh, 
Bill Rossi, who's an American practice management person in the Wisconsin up in the north, says he believes is a nationwide figure for the United States, and I don't believe ours is very different to that. You charge $400 for an hour's work. Your expenses might be $250. Okay, that might be reasonable to take out, you know, as a proportion of your cost. That would not be unreasonable. Um, your profit left is 150 but of this $30 might go to loan redemption. So you might have leases, other things to pay off. So this leaves you with 120 but the tax is levied on the 150 Do you understand the difference? The tax is levied on the 150 before your loan redemption comes out because loan redemption is really mainly capital. It's not financing cost. So you actually take $75 out. So you can charge $400 for an hour's work and your profit leaving you after tax to take home can be $45. Now, that might hopefully be a shock to some of you because I'm hoping that it was, but $400 does not equate to $400 in the hand. $400 does not even equate to $100 in the hand. $400 in general practice is about $45. Someone wants me to get up on the whiteboard and do what I will, but. Um, fixed and variable expenses. Fixed costs are rent, permanent wages, equipment, plant costs. All of those things are fixed costs that you can't do anything about. The biggest one for most practices is permanent wages. So if you've got a practice manager or two, a couple of dental assistants, you can't say to them, look, I'm having a quiet afternoon, you go home and I won't pay you. Uh, well, you can, but they probably won't come back the next day. So they are fixed costs. And there's nothing wrong with fixed costs, but you need to be aware of them. The other thing we have is variable costs, and they are things like, um, too late, I was going to ask you, but I've already flashed it up and you've got it on the sheet, so I'm wasting time, aren't I? Laboratory is a variable cost, because why would you call laboratory a variable cost? Not just because it changes month to month, you have to do better than that. It's associated with production. Exactly, it changes up and down, so if you're not doing any crown and bridge, you'll have zero lab costs. If you are, then you have a lot, so it looks after itself. Um, so where people run into mistakes, and you can read all this as easily as I can read it out, is that they have huge fixed costs. Big problems with fixed costs, they go, and go, into, a, they go into a new practice building and it's got fixed rent of um, $260,000 a year. And so that's the first thing they've got to meet before they meet all the other costs. Now that's a lot of rent, but people do crazy things sometimes. Um, if you go and buy yourself a CT scanner uh, for $250,000 an ICAT or something else and you haven't done your numbers on where the income's going to come from, you're still going to have to pay for that each month. And that is very painful. So just fixed costs, as I think I say in the next slide, are the things that they will keep you awake at night because they are there no matter what until the lease expires or you move premises. So whenever you're going to go and get something which is a big fixed cost, and that includes putting a staff member on, um, they are a fixed cost in terms of budgetary sense um, and just to be aware of that.